This podcast is an RPPFM production. The following episode contains some coarse language and descriptions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. I think my fridge is haunted. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, fridgies. Hey, kids. That's what I call you guys, fridgies. Fridgies. Like just the team at the at the studio. So I think fridgies. That's I'm just gonna call everyone fridgies. Yeah, that's cute. (laughs) Um, I used to get called Fridget at school because I didn't date any boys. Fridget. Is that a t- it was frigid? Yeah, frigid with a with a uh. with a d on the end. Yeah, they go. Mm, Esther's so frigid, frigid, because she doesn't date boys. Well, oh, you know what? If they only knew. If they knew. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, how's it going? Yeah, what's been going on? Anything? I'm re- yeah, really heartbroken actually, and I'm gonna do a little tribute because it's ruined my year. Little Bub died. Oh yes little bum the cat oh my god i i literally famous cat famous internet cat so this cat she had um an ill like a deformity that i think the vet said she'd only live for like six months or something she ended up oh i didn't know that she was nine yeah eight to nine years old she was like um uh like a miniature yeah like her legs were small and 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 undeveloped bottom jaw so her tongue was constantly out huge eyes she was a tabby just the most precious creature on the planet really sweet but um dude his name's dude it's dude and bub dude used bub as like um a symbol for animal welfare and i think bub ended up raising like seventy thousand (sighs) dollars for um little cat yeah for animal welfare oh that's such good news was a scientist was in movies met like Everyone, Oprah, friggin' mm-hmm. Doctor Phil, everyone. Ah, um, went to space. Had his had her own TV show. I have all of her I vinyl records. Heard vinyl records. Yeah, she What's she on had. Them? It's just her meowing, <laughs> but put in the remixes. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. I've I've had her calendars for the past five years. I have stuffed toys of Little Bob stickers. Aww. So yeah, when Jackson woke me up and he's like, "Et, I need to tell you something." little little bub died i just literally just like curled into fetal position and i was like all right i'm done bye i'm done oh i'm so sorry so rest in peace little bub bub. we'll post a photo because she's just so sweet yeah so sweet yeah how are you going Gemma? uh i'm good i'm trying to think did anything interesting happen this week um i don't think really anything like overly interesting happened this week um yeah, I just I did some makeup jobs and Cute. you know stuff that I do, but whatever. Yeah, you do better than anyone I know. I'm on uh, week three of my fitness journey. Oh, so uh, yikes! I'm just tired. Poor girl. Ugh, <laughs> I've given up. Which is why I'm wearing my tracksuit because yeah. I'm going to the gym after this. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I do better at the gym in the evening. But you've got a migraine. I do, but I kind of figured, well, maybe it'll help. I don't think so. I don't know. What I the think logic a migraine is. is like your brain being like, "You gotta sit down, you idiot." <sighs> I know. Go to bed. Yeah, true. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'll try it. Maybe I'll only do ten minutes, but we'll see what happens. Well, after this, I'm gonna order Indian food mm. and I'm gonna watch Midsummer, that new horror movie. Apparently, it is insane. <laughs> Apparently, it is like. Apparently, it Crazy. really messes with your head. It yeah. messes. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I've been so excited all day. I'm like, I'm going to snuggle down. I'm going to put Midsummer on. I'm going to have a relaxing night and eat Indian. That sounds really good. Oh, uh, I love horror movies. Me too. I want them. I want it to freak me out. I want to get so freaked out. I mm-hmm. want like, I want to not be able to sleep tonight because of a horror movie. All right. Well, you can tell us all about it next week. I will. That I sounds will. good. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. I still haven't watched it. So. I'm very excited. Well, I'll lend it to you. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'll we'll live stream it in the background 
on our YouTube channel for the future. We'll just be doing a podcast <laughs> and Midsummer will be in the background just playing silently. Yeah, and then it'll get taken down for a copyright infringement. True, but we'd get a bit of publicity. <laughs> Facts from the freezer. Yeah, I was going to say, um, speaking of Lil Bub, I have, oh. I have a cat fact. Oh, good. And it's, it's a cute one. Good. So a cat's nose pad... <laughs> nose pad has a unique pattern of ridges just like a human fingerprint cute baby and my cat was sitting next to me when i was writing this episode she um i was just writing at the kitchen table and she was just sitting next to me and i just kind of i just went let me touch your nose let me touch little your boop nose. little boop yeah little boop she's like what are you doing she's and then like, i was like imagine off. if cats commit crimes <gasps> and they're like Oh, we need to take your nose print, please, sir. Oh my god! <laughs> well, did you see that? There's like a meme of all the places your cat's bumhole has been around your house, what? and it would be just if you think about it, it would, your house would be covered in little yeah. like anus marks. I think that's the cutest. If you thing. see that, could you please send it to me? I will. It's it's just like a it's like a gif of like this cat's butt just kind of bouncing on like your kitchen table, yep. the microwave. Oh, that's terrible yeah, because my cat is so always cute. on the kitchen table. Oh, same. I have five of them all on my oh, kitchen shit, table. You have five. Yeah. Yes. But you know what? I love I love their little butts. Every part of a cat is cute. That's so funny. Yeah. Very. I'm like. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with this. If it was any other anus, I'd be like, yep, go away. No, but kitty cats, come at me. The other night, me and my cat, we were we were laying in bed. And um, do you ever play those cat videos for your cats, like on YouTube? Oh, like the fish? There's yeah, like goldfish yeah. and there's little splishy, splashy noises. Yeah. Anyway, I put this one on for, it, has, it just has this little cricket. It's like a cartoon of a cricket running around. And she sat there for so long watching this video. I fell asleep. Oh, oh. She was still watching it. Oh, well, Jackson put the new Lion King on the other day, which I refuse to watch. I can't. Tis Disney? No. (laughs) Is it because they've got real bones in the Pirates of Caribbean ride? (laughs) No, it's just the Mufasa scene. Like, they've made them so realistic that if I watch this line getting trampled I mean, like, the original one wasn't hard enough. Oh, yeah, but make them real and it's... I'm still traumatized from Bambi's mom. Yeah, tell me about it. But um, mm. our cats, apparently when he put it on, they were just freaking out because the lines looked so realistic. Mm. They, were, they were just Dr. Fantasty, our littlest cat, was flipping his shit. He was just... Giant cat. Yeah. 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 Classic. Okay. My fact has nothing to do with anything we just spoke about. Okay. It's pretty random. Cool. Oxford University existed for hundreds of years before the foundation of the Aztec Empire. I love this fact. I know that this one. And blew that blew my mind. I almost awesome? crashed my car. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> why were you looking at facts while you were driving? <laughs> no, it was read to me, but I was like, I love that. I flipped. Isn't that cool? Cray cray. Yeah. 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 yeah I was just so old right how old is oxford it's like a thousand years old or well i've got written maybe under, even more it says brackets 1428 and that was the foundation of the aztec empire so it's going to be earlier than that i reckon o- oxford is like even 12th 13th century maybe to me that's insane oh it's crazy yeah yeah where i used to live in bath the um abbey there mm is where the first king of England was crowned 900 years ago. Jesus. And it's still a functioning church. That just trips me out. It's crazy. Something can be that old. Us Australians have no concept of it. Yeah, I mean, unless we're talking about kind of like, you know, the Aboriginal cave cave paintings. Oh, 100%, but like white settler crap. But as far as like churches or buildings or... No, we have nothing. There's nothing like that. No, No. not at all. Like if it's 150 years old, it's old. Yeah, totally. I went to a primary school that was over 100 years years old, Murdoch Primary School. Is it? Yeah, it's super old. Wow. And I always thought it was the coolest thing. And then I'd meet people that went to like castles yeah school. and they're like hold my beer yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah um do we have any housekeeping yeah oh, i have yeah, housekeeping I um, um hang on, i just gotta look it up last week when i was talking about richard chase um i was black just blanking out when i have to do a bit of like improv of facts <laughs> 
And the term is berserker mode when I, when I was trying to explain him just going crazy and like going on a killing rampage and just doing all that weird berserker shit. It's called berserker mode. mode. And that's a psychological term? Um, or Yes. I'm, that's what like everyone refers to um, when killers just go crazy. Yeah. They, it's berserker mode. Um, I have a, a piece of housekeeping um, and it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> so on Saturday night we had a barbecue because mm-hmm. we just finished our sort of deck out the back and my husband wanted oh, to yeah, do deck. Um, my freaking bane of my existence. <laughs> so we invited some friends over. And Thanks we, for the invite, you bitch. We only had two people over. <sighs> you will get yours. It was Chris and... Um... No, no. <laughs> Emil. <laughs> yeah. no. no, it was one of my oldest mates, Renee. And her husband, Rob. And Renee is a, um, what do you call it? A graphic designer. She's been a graphic designer for like 25 years. Anyway, so we're talking about the podcast. Mm -hmm. And she goes, "Mm, I think my fridge is haunted. She goes, she goes, that reminds me of something. She goes, in the 90s, I did a job where I had to, you know, design porn Oh, like my covers. God. I, oh, my God. Like video can we, covers. Can we use a porn cover for our... Well, she goes, and I remember. There Is there was a French-themed porn? Better. Oh. And this one is called, and she's found the cover, I'm and gonna... she sent it to me. It's all blurred out, though. And it's called My Ass Is Haunted. Get out of <laughs> town. <laughs> And the said, evil empire, my ass is haunted. Yeah. Get out. Oh, my God. And she said she I'm remembers. I'm having a panic attack. She remembers designing it and there was like this like ghost coming out of this Get chick's Get out. Mom. Oh, yes. Winner, we're putting that on Instagram. So funny. Oh, I was like, is- I was like, are you serious? And she was like deadpan. She's like, yeah, I remember doing that. Oh, my God. What a career. I want to design <laughs> porno covers. <laughs> But she said she would just have a stack of them and she would just do next, next, next. Oh, I love it. I want to pick her brain. <laughs> I'll oh, set it up. We'll yes, have a barbecue. please. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's made my day. So that wasn't really housekeeping. It was just more like kind of like no, a funny thing that happened this tits. week. I love it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to so make a lingerie company called My Ass Is Haunted. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to give a bit of a warning for this one. It will piss you off. Okay. I'm in a really shitty mood after researching this, but okay. it needed to be done. Like shitty mood because you're frustrated because it hasn't been solved. Oh, or no. It, just no. The, um, what happened has pissed you off so the, much. Just them. Just these people mm-hmm. make me want to like do a whole heap of... Fight people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To set this, the backstory a little bit. So I went to Red Light Confidential about a week ago or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you guys listening, it, it's a it's a burlesque yes. cabaret drag show that we go to sometimes here in Melbourne. Yes. It's it's like once a month or once every two months. and mm. um, it, It's awesome. It's the best. It's, it's run by Betty Bombshell. Um, Great cocktails. Yeah. At the 86 in Smith Street. And you've got like performers from like Zelia Rose to Art Simone to... Jeez. Oh, sometimes like you'll get like really, really experienced performers. Crazy, amazing performers. And then they open up <coughs> the stage to like baby oh, performers. Yeah, like they'll get like newbies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's really so nice. You get singers. You yeah, get you get a chance to everything. perform with the best. Mm. Anyway... I was there the other day in the audience um, and there was a burlesque performer called Ira Luxuria. Mm -hmm. Yep. She was Miss Runner-Up in Miss Burlesque Victoria. Yeah. She She did a a beautiful act where she had like this snakeskin sort of really flowy costume. Yeah, right. Yeah. She... She did this performance, and I've seen a lot of burlesque and drag. This performance, I was, like, screaming. I was emotional. I was losing my shit. Feeling I was it. so excited. It was just the best. And then every time I'd explain it to people, um, they'd go, oh, what what is that? So she did a act based on incels. <gasps> 
Really? Yeah. How do you how do you put that on the stage in a performance? Okay, I'm I've already spoken to her and I'll I'll describe her performance, but she comes out on stage in a suit. She's got like drag king makeup. She's wearing a fedora hat and she's got a laptop. Yeah. And um the song I've got the No Pussy Blues is playing and she's like lip syncing to it typing on this laptop with like this really angry mm. expression on her face and it's real it's quite like the lighting is really harsh and it makes her look quite scary um and as the song goes on like she she pulls out a rose and starts ripping up the rose and throwing it and wow it's very it, she's playing an incel that's talking to a girl online and is getting pissed off that this chick won't sleep with him with the incel and the incels then freak me out they're horrible um then she turns around and on the back of her jacket it says poor me because mm-hmm. that's the whole incel it's everyone else's fault i can't get exactly. laid and then um she ends up ripping off her fedora hat um kind of scrunching it up throwing it takes her clothes off she's naked and it her body is just covered in i've got goosebumps it's covered in like feminist movement quotes and like my body my rules and then she's like this beautiful girl who's like it's my decision if i want to have sex Mm -hmm. it's just oh like i've got i wish i'd seen that it was just the most amazing i lost my shit Mm -hmm. like and also because it's such an issue it's so relevant it's so relevant and and yeah and people were like what's an incel Mm -hmm. and i like i was explaining it to my best friend and i i was explaining to everyone i was saying it just a couple of weeks ago to chris our producer i was like you've got a daughter you need to know what an incel is totally it's a whole online subculture that needs to be and it's dangerous it's completely completely a threat Mm -hmm. you know it's like modern terrorism i agree so let's talk about incels. So <sighs> prepare yourself because this okay. will piss you off. I I've been in like, have a feeling I'm going to get pissed off. Yeah. I was writing it on my lunch break, like aggressively, like scrolling it down. Mm. And all my colleagues are like, oh, we better stay away from her. She looks a bit <laughs> scary. As a pen flies yeah. by their head. <laughs> yeah, it, literally. Don't you bring a man near me for the next week. Mm. Um, okay. So incels stand for involuntarily celibate. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're choosing not to have sex. They want to have sex, but they're making a point of saying they won't. Um, they just they won't take part in it. Um, it's it's one hundred, not one hundred percent. I'd say maybe ninety five percent because there are female incels. <gasps> really? Yeah, but it's rare. Huh? And they get bullied a heap by male incels. I did but not it's know opposite. that because it's, incels traditionally hate women. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's a movement towards hating women and hating men that sleep with women. And these women that are in the, the minority. They're called femcells. Femcells, okay. And are they sort of more often than not heterosexual? Uh, yeah. Okay. And they're not feminists. Okay. It's It's... I didn't even look into it. I'm like, keep it away from me. I'm already like, I just, right now I'm focusing on the heterosexual Oh, men. look, this is such a massive it's issue. It's huge. It, this, it's something it, we could definitely revisit. Yeah, it's, and guys, do your own research. You can find incel information straight away. There's and you so can find incels anywhere. I guarantee Every you, city. you would have met an incel i know really 100 i know boys i went to school with that are incels now that were incels when i went to school with them but we didn't know what an incel was wow just that like arrogance and just like such a like repulsion of women mm-hmm. or girls mm-hmm. but being like kind of overly sexual the way they spoke at the same time you know what i mean like they'd be angry at you but then they'd like always talk about sex yep mm-hmm. that's sort of i think that's like the early stages of becoming an incel just like i imagine so i should ha- be having sex but all you women are sluts and you don't deserve you know all that shit anyway. all right let's just make our way through this. deep breath okay um so Typically heterosexual males who have struggled to find women and are now turning quite extreme and hating women and hating men who sleep with women. Um, I'll get to that whole section in a minute. It's pretty 
exhausting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so incels feel they are excluded, alone, laughed at, or even though they typically class themselves as, quote-unquote, the nice guy. Like, that's... If you look up incels on the internet, if you go uh, Google Images, it comes up with these memes of, like, white skinny dudes wearing fedora hats. They've got neck beards. Um, They have, like... There's always memes of, like, them tipping their fedora hat being, like, m'lady. There's so many juxtapositions. Totally. They, they, they see themselves as gentlemen. But they call they themselves gentlemen. They want to kill women in some Yeah, cases. but they have such a, like, hatred towards women. Oh, it's so weird. It's infuriating. It's largely an online subculture that can also be referred to as the male grievance movement. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it explains itself. As if you look up any of these forums, which are typically on Reddit, 4chan, um, and they've got their own little private online communities that I think you have to pay for. Oh, wow. Um, You'll find blog after blog about how these men hate women and they hate the women who choose to sleep and date with men who will treat them badly. While the typical incel says they're the supreme gentleman and you'll hear supreme gentleman throughout incel research right that's what they refer themselves as it's quite confusing yeah i'm yeah it's really hard to like it's a rabbit hole it is such a rabbit hole but i mean i don't know if like if you guys are teenagers and you ever had like a tumblr page and like you'd stay i know that i used to stay up late at night because i was a little teenage goth emo and i'd just be on tumblr for hours Mm. going down all these rabbit holes Mm -hmm. um i've never been on 4chan Neither have I. But I know that 4chan is like where it started. Okay. I can see it being big on Reddit. And it is big on Reddit. And as you know, Reddit has so many like rabbit holes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It just goes on forever. Yeah. Um, They whinge about how women wear makeup, which means that they're lying. They complain about how women have more rights than they did in the 50s when a woman would typically stay at home, clean, cook and be there to service their husband. But this subculture is growing to be more angry, more violent, and unfortunately more popular. Okay, so let's talk about some of the incel terminology, just okay. so we can get a little bit of a inside s- scoop of how they class people. Okay. So this will be fun. Incels, I'm sure if you if you're familiar with incels, I'm sure you've heard of Becky's, Chad's, and Stacy's. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's just so cringy. I just hate it. Okay. So chads are the high status males who always, who are always having sex. They're good looking. They're successful. And life apparently comes to them very easily. Chad. Just a chad. So um, like a a Brad Pitt that you can actually look up drawings of chads. There's cartoons of chads, Becky's and Stacey's and chads are like hot, chiseled, tan, guys like Brad they Pitt play sport yeah they're you know they've they've got expensive shit they're like popular blah 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 basically the opposite of a stereotypical incel um Stacey's are self-obsessed women who are shallow they're obsessed with how hot the chads are and only reject incels because they're after the chads Stacey's is stereotypically attractive, are described by incels as rejecting any man who doesn't meet their shallow expectations and standards. Okay. So what's a Becky then? Oh, I'll get to that. I've got more on Stacey's. Okay, cool. Um, so these are quotes from incels. <laughs> Stacey's have, quote, a naturally curvy body with big tits and ass that give men an instant erection. This is how incels talk. She has sexy, majestic, long blonde hair. Her makeup is on point and she carries a $2,000 Gucci bag and lives in luxury. So that's a, a quote from an incel describing these girls. Okay. Which honestly, I don't think I've ever met I don't know a chick like this. That, no. No, I don't know anyone They're just like idiots. Um, now I'll um, describe a Becky. I feel sorry. For, I, I'm a Becky, apparently. Okay. Well, I'm neither a Chad nor a Stacey, so I must be a Becky, whatever that is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Beckys are the description for the average woman. Women as a gender are generally referred to as femoids. 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 Wow. um, F-H-O, female humanoid organisms. (sighs) 
um, whores, <laughs> vapid whores, and sluts. Beckys, according to incels, wear baggy clothes to hide, quote, small tits and flat ass. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. Well, <laughs> I could wear baggy clothes I, I wear baggy and my clothes boobs are still going. Yeah, yeah for we've got big ones. boobs. That's th- we dress like a Becky, but we've got boobs like a Stacey. And I have an attitude like a Chad sometimes. And so, <laughs> I don't know. Um, my bag isn't Gucci. My, cat, my, my bag has a cat on it. Same. My bag has a cat on it too. Um, they are, this part made me like grind my teeth at work. They only sometimes wear super tight yoga pants to get a few looks. Becky's carry, quote, $5 backpacks, which I don't really understand. Um, (laughs) And um, they wear, quote, nerdy buns because she thinks guys like the natural look. So you can't win no, you, as a woman. Well, every, yeah, as a woman, everything you do, every single thing you do is for the attention of a man. Right. So if you look so if you're nice, tired you're and you've Stacey. got long hair. If you don't look nice yeah. enough, you're a Becky. And either way, you're, you're, it's bad. Yeah. If you want to put your hair in a bun, you're doing it because you think men like it. If you want to... Uh, our producer just grabbed her bun. <laughs> I've got a bun too. Well, I cut all my hair and off. So pants. screw you, incels. <laughs> <laughs> um, Becky's also a feminist who will likely dye her hair green, pink, or blue after attending college and posts provocative pictures because she needs attention despite only being rated a 6 out of 10 by incels. <sighs> Deep breaths, everyone. Oh Deep breaths. God. So these guys... They're on another, another planet. They're they just- are... They're, it's such... It's Everything is so fueled by hatred and anger yeah. and like that it, it, it it's such a like this isn't just i didn't just find becky stacy's and chad's off one web this is website this is like a worldwide mm-hmm. this is how they run yeah and it's become like this, this is the crazy standard. cult like they all fall into this like community of just hating how they're still virgins how like girls won't choose them over other guys like that it's become this like obsessive like they almost anger. it sounds like they value unhappiness or they they value the attention more than stability it's like you're unhappy too sweet i'm unhappy and the guy over there is unhappy and you know let's all be like angry and start this like revolution against everyone cuz they've treated us like shit which is just if you've got a son out there who is like showing these little k- antisocial characteristics and like sure people are antisocial I'm antisocial but if like they're showing signs of such hatred towards women and even other men Mm -hmm. that's unprovoked you know I understand if you suffer from PTSD or you've had like past traumas against a certain gender or age group sure you can hold like hatred for that but if you're just a boy out there who hasn't had sex, don't go shoot up a primary school for it. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what it's coming to. People mm-hmm. are like, mm-hmm. going and more on than once at this point. Legit, it's it's hugely common. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's not much surprise that a lot of mass shooters, like I just said before, particularly in America, are incels. Um, the, sh- the shooter back in August in the US who shot nine people in Ohio hated his female classmates and constantly threatened them with violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so the warning signs were there. Totally. Totally. Um, that douchebag who killed 49 people in the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, he in 2016, he was also an incel and was frequently beating his pregnant wife. 2017, a white male who killed 26 26 people in a church in Texas was previously convicted for domestic violence against women, quoting that he'd like to bury women alive. What the hell? Um, And I didn't look this one up, but I just thought of it then. Um, A few months ago in Tokyo in Harajuku, there was a guy that drove a car through. I'm pretty sure it had like a bomb in it. He was planning to either do like a huge drive knock down everyone or blow up part of Tokyo and he was an incel like he was part of the incel rebellion and it was even wow. it was even in Japan you know so it's it's worldwide yeah worldwide um 
Well, we've we've had instances in Melbourne even. Yeah, totally. Mm. Uh, just look up videos of incels. They rant. Like they, oh, they love them. to rant. They all have um, YouTube channels. They all have um, the the memoir type, the manifesto bullshit. It's mm-hmm. all it's all like mm-hmm. really aggressive. Like women uh, kill all women. It's all it's all like kill all women. That's what it is. Okay, and I don't think people take it seriously. I'm really not sure. Like you know how we can win. So what they want to kill all women, and then it's just going to be incels. Yeah, well, that's. No, I think it's like more of like, um, submit, uh, kind of dominate the women. Like the women literally should be there to service the men. It's the women I think that are that have um, have like a freedom. You know, um, they're they're like modern day women they have a voice and incels don't like that i think they almost want women to be like robots okay it's just subservient yeah completely the most famous incel in the world Mm -hmm. is elliot roger Mm -hmm. who killed six people then killed himself after a prolonged stint of uploading incel videos on youtube whinging about how he is the supreme gentleman how he hates women for not paying attention to him and how he blamed women for him still being a virgin if you look up have you looked have i've watched his vlogs i've watched all uh, most of it's insane it is just him walking through parks and like sitting in his car just filming himself filming himself and almost like pouting and like it's quite it's very scripted as well it's very scripted and his dad was a a successful um film producer in america so he had money he he didn't go without like Hmm. he had opportunities he had like a bmw car he Mm -hmm. had he had money and opportunities to make something of himself and the thing about elliot roger is he was not a bad looking guy no he is good looking so yeah he it was his attitude his attitude he was a creepy guy he's creepy like if you look at him traditionally as a man he's got high cheekbones he's got a chiseled jawline he's got beautiful skin like he's a good looking guy he's a good looking guy and that's what surprised me so much exactly as soon as he opens his mouth there is such an arrogance to how he speaks. And guys, look up these videos. There's one, I'm pretty sure the, he, there's... There's a documentary about him. There's massive, yeah, mm. there's, there, it's all over the place. But I'm pretty sure you can actually watch the video he takes before he goes on his killing rampage. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's literally sitting in his car. Um, he's got the camera in like a selfie Position, angle. Yeah. He's almost like posing. He pouts a lot and like he's quite like, has like this lingering like... He sort of looks off into the middle distance. He's very dramatic, bit. you know, and he and he just listen to the way he speaks. You know, he's like, my life has been so hard. I would treat, I'm the good guy, you know, all this bullshit. He's and I'm gonna make them pay. Yeah, it's all. He's just disgust. He's vile, mm. vile. Mm-hmm. He described himself as this was his description: the ideal, magnificent gentleman, and that has killed, and that. His killing spree was a day of retribution towards a society that denied him sex. Um, In Roger's final section of his lengthy manifesto, he stated, quote, I am the true victim in all of this. I am the good guy. So Elliot then inspired more mass Mm -hmm. killers. I know that they all kind of look up to him, don't they? Yeah, he's a saint. You can buy T-shirts with his face in it saying the true gentleman, the supreme gentleman. Oh my God. Like it's almost, it's a cult. Um, there's a guy called Alec Minasayan who was another incel and looked up to Elliot Rogers, went on a rampage murdering 10 people and posting the following post on Facebook. So he posted this just before he went and killed 10 people. Quote, private recruit Minasen Infantry 00010, wishing to speak to Sergeant 4chan, please. So he's a grown-ass man. Like, he looks like a real estate agent, if you look him up. Mm -hmm. This is the shit he's writing. C23249161, 
The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail to the supreme gentleman, Elliot Rogers. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, um, after all these slayings, fellow incels posted to incel forums post like, quote, I will have one celebratory beer for every victim that turns out to be a young woman between 18 and 35. And I want to be the next school shooter. The incel community spans across the world and can be found under the Manosphere misogynistic page and forums which reject gender equality. MGTOW, or Men Going Their Own Way, is another forum which promotes male self-ownership and fights for men's rights due to an apparent loss in modern society's development. So they think that men are the victims, that right. men's rights are the ones that are being held back. Um, they also believe in what they refer to as the red pill subreddit, which is um, inspired from the Matrix, mm-hmm. um, that society is actually sexist towards men and that 20% of all men are having 80% of sex, that the remaining men that are left to fight for the bottom percentage of access to females again blaming a mathematical equation plus everything else and not themselves as to as to why they aren't having sex yeah so all these communities harvesting so much rage rage hatred and a sense of mutual understanding can and has and will create some really really dangerous results so um guys there i i don't know how long i've been talking half an hour but this doesn't this only covers like a small fraction of incels. Mm-hmm. They are dangerous. They are, you know, um, these boys and men are literally scattered in every neighborhood. And there's in every, yeah. they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're guaranteed they're on the peninsula. Guaranteed that you've gone to school with one. It's disgusting. It's sickening. So, you know what? Look after yourselves, people. And mm-hmm. if you see an incel, my god i won't give you any advice but you can tell them by their elliot roger t-shirt yeah so guys um i guess at the end of the day what we have to remember is that you know everything that feminism has achieved mm. over the past hundred years um yes women have more rights and and yes women can uh have the choice to be to dress in a more completely revealing way or whatever but you know we're coming into an age of humanism now where it's just respect for your fellow person completely there are so many it's not about men or women having more power it's just hey let's just live together in this crazy place exactly like no one should be above the other Mm. no one all genders yeah we all All live together so why not make it easier yeah so it's look after yourselves don't be a douchebag I'm gonna get that tattooed on um all of you while you sleep okay yep i was gonna say if you want to tattoo tattooed on yourself i'm not sure that you have any more space uh, there's a bit on your neck there i did i tell you i'm getting honcho disco tattooed on my butt <laughs> is that true yeah um alex is getting honcho and i'm getting disco <laughs> yeah anyway guys all right let's go take a breather yeah um thank take you a so shot. much oh, don't thank me <laughs> Well, we're going to be talking about something completely different now. Thank you. And in the lead up to Christmas, so when this episode comes out, it'll be the week before Christmas, and then we're going to have a Christmas episode as well. So I just figured I would do two Christmas stories. Good. So a Christmas story this week and a Christmas story next week. Although when I say Christmas story, there's nothing nice about either of these stories. Just like Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And this one is an Australian story as well. I hope I can read my notes all right. And I wrote this like very fast. Yeah, they are messy, girl. I know, they're real messy. I was like, I was just writing everything down and trying to put it in like a succinct way. And I'm not, it it might work. Let's give it a go. Just improvise. Okay. So today I'm going to tell you about something that happened at Christmas in 1974. (gasps) Oh, 
and it's Cyclone Tracy. Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking of. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking of? I was thinking of um, that Mornington Peninsula family murder thing, but that wasn't in the 70s. Oh, no, that was like that 15 was, years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah around. The, the Mornington killer that killed his wife and child. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll do that some other time. Yes. Okay. So, have you ever been to Darwin? No. Oh, right. I was hoping someone here had. You have, oh, Chris? Chris has. Our producer cool. is nodding enthusiastically. All right. So, if I say anything wrong, <laughs> tell me because I've actually never been. Where I is Darwin? I, Darwin's up, up north. I've never been around Australia. Oh. Yeah. I've been to King Island, which is horrible. Don't do it. <laughs> it's um up in the Northern Territory. Okay, cool. So, the nice part. Um, It's got red yeah, sand. I, that... I'm a sucker for red no, sand. No, 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 no. Further up than that. Oh, does it have red it's, sand? And like- okay, so red sand is like the center of Australia, mm-hmm. uh, but Darwin's like the tropics. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, like they have like crocodiles on the beach. Oh, like don't oh, go swimming. Oh, I love that's a visual. it's nuts. It's crazy. Love it. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, so Darwin is a city in Australia's far north in the Northern Territory. It's in a tropical region and is one of the warmest climates in Australia. It's a place that people tend to go when they need a change. I know, I don't know, with your friends, is it the same? Like with my friends, it's always like, I need a break. I'm going to go to Darwin. Yeah, they go to Broome. Or Broome. I really want to go to I don't know Broome. what the deal is, but I'm going to have to go to Bra- well, Darwin it's opposite at some point. to Melbourne, 100%. Actually, you're right. It is the complete opposite. Compl- it's happy. It's bright. It's The weather is like, you could, like it'll stay the same away. for like... A long period of time. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So in 1974, Darwin is a mixed bag of longtime residents, travelers, and government workers stationed in the city. And the population is 50,000 people. So Darwin in summer um, gets some pretty crazy weather and storms are not uncommon. It's a tropical region and heavy rain is expected in the months between December and May. I love storms. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Love storms. (laughs) So exciting. So sometimes there were warnings about approaching cyclones and other types of dangerous weather, but often they would just dissipate or they would just miss Darwin altogether. Yep. From December 1st, 1974 until December 9th, Cyclone Selma was predicted to impact the city. A Category 3 severe tropical cyclone, Selma had winds of up to 130 kilometres <laughs> per hour. I shouldn't. It didn't have wind. She didn't have wind. No, I was going to say an IBS joke. <laughs> <laughs> what would I think my fridge is haunted be without an IBS Well, as soon as you say Selma had winds up to 130 <laughs> kilometers whatever i'm just like you're like here yeah, girl have, have i can relate <laughs> here's some color fact okay so the people of darwin knew about this storm cyclone selma cyclone selma <laughs> damn sounds like an angry auntie um the, the bureau of meteorology had issued alerts warning residents to prepare themselves The storm was moving quickly towards Darwin from the Timor Sea, travelling 250 kilometres in just two days. So it's like coming right at the city. Rain and wind began to hit Darwin, even bringing down a few trees. But at 10am on 3rd of December, the cyclone changed direction and headed north, then headed west away from the mainland. And then finally, a few days later, it just dissipated over the sea so nothing to worry about so by the time cyclone tracy is spotted over the arafura sea 700 kilometers away on 21st of december so a couple of weeks later Mm. people were sick of, of talking about cyclones yeah i mean you would yeah and it was christmas yeah shit so they talked about cyclone tracy in the same way they talked about selma basically it'll pass yeah darwin hadn't been devastated by a cyclone since the 19th century but by midday on christmas eve 1974 tracy was only 110 kilometers away from darwin so it's actually moving faster i wonder if they could see it 
Uh, they would have been able to see it by radar. Yeah. I um, don't think they'd be able to. Oh, I don't know if they. Like if you, you know how you see those like walls of yeah, cloud coming yeah. across. I wonder if they could see like black. 100 kilometers away. Probably. Yeah, you're right. Might be a little bit far. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually moving faster than Selma had moved. That's scary. And it was stronger too, with gusts of up to 150 kilometres per hour reported by the Tropical Cyclone Warning Centre. While some of the residents went out to Christmas parties, others decided to tape windows shut, check torch batteries and tie furniture down. Mm. Edwin Milliken, his wife Elva and daughter Jane are one of the families that prepared for the storm to hit. Edwin surmised that since the last cyclone to hit was 33 years ago, they were due for one soon. Jesus. The family brought extra we- uh, extra water and gas supplies and a gas cooker as well. Uh, another family, Julie Tamo, she's a young mum living in Darwin with her husband, Heike, and her two boys, Rowan and Brendan. She described having a great life with the other families in the community, water skiing, playing sports. So we're talking pretty normal yeah. families here, yeah. pretty normal suburban life. Completely. Uh, Julie and her family are not particularly worried about the cyclone and they're just busy preparing for Christmas. Oh no, guys. But on Christmas Eve, Rowan, the little one, mm. uh, I think he's three or four, I yep. think, Uh, He actually becomes ill and Julie decides to take him to the hospital where staff want to keep him in overnight. So the family are not particularly happy about this because it's Christmas Eve and, you know, kids love Christmas Eve and everything. It's exciting. Mm. Oh, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. No. But and this little this little boy is having to stay in hospital. But Julie leaves him at the hospital because there's nothing more that she can do, really. On the way home, she's driving by the sea and she notices the water looks really odd. Oh, it was just getting dark and it was very cloudy. Do we know she, what the water looked like? Well, she described seeing the water looking unusual and she'd never seen it do this before. It looked like it was boiling. What? Mm. Oh, my God. She goes home and tell her husband what she's seen. Evening is drawing in and the storm is starting to take the city. It's raining and windy and the Milliken family decide to camp out together in their downstairs study study just in case. So they're the ones that sort of prepared with the, you know, provisions and things. And what what are they called? End of... What are those people that prepare for the end of day? Doomsday preppers. Doomsday preppers. (laughs) 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 So... Residents actually weren't seeing a huge amount of information on the TV Mm. as far as extreme warnings go, but the weather was really starting to pick up. They'd seen storms, but this one was bigger. They could tell it was bigger. Weather officials needed to get the message out. Um, Another mum called Halima Dorth Mm. hears a car coming down the road with a loudspeaker saying, the cyclone is imminent Everybody stay indoors. Don't leave your home. The cyclone is imminent. Oh, mate. That gives so me goosebumps. The authorities had kind of, they'd left it way too late. Yeah. My God. Uh, Halima, her husband and her daughters huddle together on the bed. It's actually getting to be quite late at night now. Mm. So it's actually kind of after people have sort of gone off to bed. Yeah. Um, winds were now picking up to 220 kilometers per hour. So the storm is picking up strength. Yeah. And the rain was becoming torrential. Cyclone Tracy was coming and at midnight it hits with full force. Wasn't it Selma? No. So Selma was the one in the, the previous start one. Of, of December and they said it's coming and then it kind of oh, like and then she took went a away. turn and oh, went away and, and just kind of dissipated to nothing. And then two weeks later, Tracy comes Jesus. and actually hits. Yikes. So the rain is torrential. The wind is ridiculous. Halima moves her family into the kitchen and they all get under the dining table between the kitchen cupboards. 
they hear an awful sound like paper ripping and it's actually the roof peeling off above them oh man i just worry about all the animals i know it's awful that's all i can think about um they just hang on to each other underneath the table Jesus. So Halima has her husband and she's got two daughters. Mm. Back at Julie's house, uh, water is coming in and she's trying to sort of mop it up frantically as it's coming mm. in. Uh, she starts to realize this storm is actually a really bad situation. And she runs down the hall to get her two-year-old son out of his bed. As she's coming back from his bedroom, her house is basically torn apart. Can you imagine? I don't want to imagine. And just thinking about like these houses in the 70s. Yeah. You know, kind of like just your what normal it, beach like, houses. Yeah, the, the little like tin beach houses or like the brick. Yeah, 70s. either that or like weatherboard. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so Julie's roof comes off and both bedrooms blow away in front of her. Oh, I just can't including the bedroom that her son had just Jeez, been sleeping in. Can you in. imagine? Oh, I'm... Yeah, so she's literally saved him with seconds. Um, Heike, her husband... Mm. Gets, I was wondering where he was. Yeah, he gets his wife, uh, Julie, and the little boy into the bathroom because by this time, Julie's actually been struck in the head Jesus. by something, Yeah, you know, flying... Um, but it, it wasn't that bad, but he kind of took control of the situation. In the bathroom, Heike is pushing the door shut mm. and he's holding it closed, like, with his back. Oh, God. Unfortunately, he can't hold the door closed and something comes through and he's hit in the back of the head. And this actually was quite a serious injury. Mm. Uh, so he's, like, bleeding and stuff. By this time, the whole city is without power. Yeah. And it's nighttime too, so just uh, it's, be black. it's after midnight by this point. Cool. Yeah, so it's just dark. Houses are losing their roofs, cladding is being torn away, windows and window frames are flying away, housing structures are being weakened due mm. to the torrential rain soaking the uh, the internal partitions, and other things are starting to blow away as well, including large pieces of furniture. It's pitch black. Except for the lightning. Yep. Wow. And flying debris is literally becoming flying weapons through the air. It would. Yeah, completely. Mm. Julie and her family come closer to danger when the kitchen is torn away from the house. And she sees her fridge flying through the air. Oh, bitch. It is haunted. Nuts. Uh, That's how powerful this cyclone is i mean fridges are heavy ridiculously heavy yeah the family is left holding on to some pipes god i've never heard about this it's nuts it's crazy and julie thinks this is the day they're gonna die oh jesus back at the millikan's house they can only listen to what's going on because they're in a room that's kind of below the house yeah almost like a basement i suppose their roof too comes off but they can only guess at what's going on by the deafening sounds above. Edwin, the dad, he mm. says, from the screaming fury, it was suddenly still and quiet. Oh, are they in the eye of the storm? The eye of the storm oh, had arrived. My oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my and God. by this point, it's about 3 a.m. Jesus. This is like a horror movie. Did you ever watch Twister? No. That was my favorite movie as a kid. Oh, yeah? I was obsessed. I've actually never seen it. It is so good. Storms are really scary to me. No, watch it. It's so good. It's just about, <laughs> okay. like, twister chases. That That's interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I wasn't so motion sickness sick in cars, I'd, yeah? be, a, I'd be a storm chaser. Oh, that's cool. I love it. Love. I'm pretty sure I follow a Facebook page that's, like, Storm Chasers Australia. Really? I'm sure I do. I just want to go to America and see a twister. Yeah, like I'd the Midwest. It. They have loads of crazy huge like um where Kansas. I'll do I'm gonna do more of, yeah, about awesome. like this type of thing because I find this type it's of so thing interesting. really interesting. Yeah. So the eye of the storm has come. It's about three o'clock in the morning, and because it's suddenly gone quiet, people can now hear their neighbors screaming. Oh. The calm of the storm did not last for long. 
Apparently the second part of a cyclone is worse than the first part because the weather comes from the opposite direction. Mm. So the first part of the storm had built up over a few hours. Yeah. But the second hit like an express train, according wow. to insidestory.org.au. It had almost it, – sorry, it had also become very cold – during the night as well so it's gone from like this tropical heat and everyone's in the like summer pajamas and no shoes and then it becomes really really cold wow there was no longer any shelter people hid in sheds and cars anything they could find cyclone tracy was pulling darwin apart around 6 30 a.m the storm faded into a drizzle drizzling rain and people began to come out from their hiding places. Halima said it was like seeing a bombed city like yeah. Nagasaki or Hiroshima. The Millikan family were lucky to have much of their home still standing. Mm. Julie's family sur- survived the cyclone in what remained of their bathroom. However, their son Rowan was still at the hospital. Oh my God, I forgot about the kid. Yeah. A friend drives them to the hospital and is it's at this time that they see the full devastation of the cyclone as they're driving there. Yeah. The road is covered with debris. When they get to the hospital, they find out that staff had moved patients into the basement floors of the wow, building. can you imagine? Including the little boy. He's safe and doesn't understand what's happened outside. The dead start to be transported to the hospital. Jesus. And Halima finds out that one of her friends that she had seen the day before has actually been decapitated. What? Well, if you think, how like... Did she, how did she find that out? Uh, I think she actually identified the body. God damn. Um, and she thinks that her friend had, like, run out to, like get her dog to come back in the house and then something flying through the air like you know like a street sign or something like that oh my god okay uh there was actually a lot of iron sheeting and corrugated iron flying through the air like flying axes exactly yeah uh cyclone tracy killed 71 people and caused almost seven billion dollars worth of damage in today's money God damn. I'm going to Google some photos of it now. Mm. Out of an estimated 13,000 dwellings, only 400 remained standing. One person described Darwin as being a 250 square mile rubbish dump. Jesus. The city had no infrastructure. The airport runway was unusable. Ports were ruined. Roads were blocked. Uh, water supply and sewerage systems were both uh, running on electric pumps and the electricity was out so there was no fresh water no and Uh, that would have spread disease exactly the hospital had run out of anesthetic what um people had no choice but to leave oh my god the military arrives and evacuates 25,000 people to avoid tropical diseases from taking hold. Gee, oh, this is nuts. Mm. Many people aren't allowed to return to the city for many months. It was found that houses built for government workers staying temporarily in Darwin were not built to sustain extreme storm weather, and many people died as a result. Crazy. Blame is turned on local government and also at lacking technological equipment, which was described as primitive. Wow. Building codes and technological weather equipment were upgraded, but the people who lived through Cyclone Tracy suffered years of trauma. Mm. Some decide to put it behind them. The federal government actually considered rebuilding Darwin in a completely different area. That's nuts. Yeah, like closer down, like to near like Kimberley. Wow. Um, such was the extent of the damage. They just thought. And I guess people wouldn't. A lot of people wouldn't want to move back there if they've lost people, and it's just like a graveyard. However, the rebuild took place on what they called New Darwin. 
and mm. as we know now, it's normal you know, Darwin. It's normal Darwin now. Um, so they ended up building on a different. No, they were going to. They they ended up building, you know, where original Darwin actually yeah. was. Okay. Is there like a tribute sign or plaque or something there? That's a good question. That have I'll to. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I just looked at some of the photos then, and it is like it's devastation. Crazy. It's like crazy. Yeah. It's that's sad as hell. Yeah, and really, really scary and as well. Christmas Eve, Jesus. So that's the story of Cyclone Tracy from 1974 on Christmas. You know, I've never met a Tracy I've liked, <laughs> and this just confirms that. Uh, I haven't known that many. It's Tracys. like I've never met a nice Roy. I mean, not Roy, Troy. 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 Okay. Every Troy I've ever (laughs) met has turned out to be a complete douchebag. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I wonder if there's a Cyclone Troy. Prove to me. If you're a Troy listening and you're nice, prove it to me. Because right now I'm like... Right now you're a Cyclone. Tracy's and Troys. Oh, maybe it's T words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) TRs. With Y at the end. (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) Weird. Anyway... So that's about it for today. I feel like today's been quite a heavy episode. It has been a really... I'm, I'm trying to think of something funny. Um, What's something embarrassing I did this week? Oh, there's got to be something. Oh, I always Come do on. So- oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. This is a little scoop of laughter for you. Um, so um, a little while ago, I, my mum's a, a psych nurse and um, sh- I was visiting her and in the psych ward and um a lady opened a door for me but she opened it kind of across her chest and I was so nervous I thought she was going in for a hug so I just like (laughs) put my arms around her and gave her this hug and then I'm like oh god she's just opening the door for me complete stranger I'm like all right so that was this week's social faux pas social awkwardness (laughs) <laughs> my work friend Tracy is a subscriber. Sorry, Tracy. That's what um, Chris just wrote with a map of Australia next to it in case I didn't know where Darwin was. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, Tracy. You're awesome. And you know what? What's that? The the exception. There's that rule of exception or something. Exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Tracy's proved it. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Well, please stay subscribed. Shout out to Tracy. You're awesome. Well, thank you for telling us about your um, social awkwardness this week. Um, You know what? It's fine. I'll have another. I promise you, there'll be another story next week because I I seem to do like that as well. Like, yeah, horrendous. Uh, Cool. Well, yeah, and I think next week's episode will probably be a bit of a kind of like mega episode as well because I really can't see us getting through both of these stories in less than like an hour and a half. I really think it's going to be quite a long one. So, so you know, got to do them justice. Our gift to you is um, from the fridge. From the yeah, apologies. But if you love it, then but people, people will have free time over Christmas. Yeah, if you guys are working like I am, I'm pretty sure I'm working Christmas Day. Are you? Yeah, people need their rooms clean. Well, that's true. People. Some, I hope you get paid for some really reason. Well. They go to hotels on Christmas Day, sickos. Uh, saying that, I did go to a hotel on Christmas Day in Vietnam. Okay, but does it count? I As don't opposed know. to. Australians going to Australian hotels on Christmas. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On the peninsula, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Anyway, guys. All right. Well, we hope we haven't depressed you so much and we will see you next week. And oh my God, don't be a creep. You're a stranger to someone else and stranger danger. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ciao. See ya. When you're in the eye of the storm, it's like the center. And say if you've got like a disc or a ring. Okay, I'm holding a pen. Mm. This is the this is the cyclone. Yeah. This is you. Yeah. You're coming. the The ring is coming towards you. Yes. You get bumped into the first wall. Of yeah. The, of then the you go ring. through. Then you're in the eye, 
and then that last wall is the exit. Yeah, but so the, how is but it going the, the storm is spinning, isn't it? Yeah, it's spinning. So when it hits you the first time, say it's, it's going to be coming from direction. your left. So then when you come out the other way, it's going to be coming from your right. Jesus. Oh, that's too much maths for me. I can't do that. Okay, so Wait, you're I'm stroking gonna, your I'm, cat. You're okay. stroking your cat. I'm stroking my cat right now. And then all of a sudden you start pushing the fur back the opposite direction. Oh, no, I get that. But why is it going the opposite direction if it's spinning in one direction? Because if you flush okay, a toilet. It's a donut, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, mate. I think we're going to have to go outside to in the car park or Wait, something I've, like that. let me take one of my rings off here. Mm, no, that's not going to work. Okay, let me let me draw it here. All right, I'm, I'll describe what she's drawing okay. so you can all understand. All right. She's drawing a little Here's stick figure. Esther. Me with a mullet, <laughs> a perm. <laughs> so the cyclone is, is going, going. Now she's doing the, like that recycle. Like recycling arrows going yeah. around, around and around and around, around and around and around. So if Esther comes in from the left side yes the cyclone is coming from her left and sort of to her right yeah she walks into the middle here's the eye of the storm she walks to the other side (laughs) so now it's going coming from your right and sort of leaving you at your left so you you Uh, i'm still struggling (laughs) don't worry about it it's it doesn't matter what i bottom line is it's going it's bad yeah, sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a photo of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then have a photo of me just like with my double chins. <laughs> this is why I dropped out of year 10 maths. 